0: Hey y'all, welcome back to Cultivating Change, a weekly podcast dedicated to sowing the seeds of biblical truth, love, and justice. This is season two, y'all, episode four, and it is time to rise up as leaders and disciples of Christ. It is time to start the conversations that others avoid, and it is time to first cultivate change in our hearts and then go out and cultivate change in the communities around us. The mission of this podcast is to disciple generations that will impact the culture through the power of the gospel. This is me, your host, Brittany Hefner, and today, we have a special guest on the podcast with me, Grace Wilder. Y'all, this girl is on fire for the Lord and has so much wisdom to give, and you're not going to want to miss this interview. We talk about everything from college life to ministry to our big God-sized dreams, and make sure you stay tuned for when we discuss our dreams in ministry because I talk about my dream that I've never really talked about before, so y'all are going to be in the know of some of the desires God has been placing in my heart here recently, but first, let's talk about our highlights and lowlights of the week. Highlights and lowlights My only low light for this week would be busyness. I am just in a very busy season of my life right now, and I have been really busy with school assignments, work, and ministry, and sometimes I just feel like I don't have enough time to do it all, whether that's my social life and hanging out with friends is getting put on the back burner or time with my family or whatever I'm doing, but God has been blessing me. He truly has. Like He's been giving me so many opportunities recently to just speak and step into full-time ministry, so I am truly grateful like it's not really a low light but it is just a very busy season and I'm truly working on embracing this busy season and every season that I'm in because I know each season is so special and I'm extremely blessed for this one that I'm in even if it is like a busy season but my highlight for this week was this past Thursday night I got to go to the back to the men's prison that I volunteer at and we haven't had like our normal class on Thursdays for like a month because there's just been a couple things going on but this past week we were able to go back and it was just a really good night. We didn't go over the book that we've been studying or the video, but rather just had really good, godly conversation. And sometimes those are the best nights that are just truly filled with the Holy Spirit and just truly talking about what is going on in their lives and just talking about real stuff. And we have two men specifically in our class who are getting ready to be released within the next couple months. And one's going home in like less than a month and then this other guy goes home in a few months. So it's just really, really cool and a special time for them and at the end of the class I got to speak to the man who's going home in less than a month and before he left I was like can I just pray for you and it was really holy spirit led and I just prayed for him because I don't have experience of leaving a prison for staying for years and years inside this prison and then going back home and re-entering into society. It's hard because society culture tells them that they're worthless and tells them that they can't start over but our class and just their true essence of who they are is found in Christ and they've learned that and I really like really believe that this man has good things in store for him and God really wants to use this man in his life and it's just really cool so it was a really good conversation to have with him and it was truly like all of it was led by the Holy Spirit and he truly gave me the words to say to encourage this man and it just it was a really good night a lot of good conversations so that would be my highlight and low light for this week but let's dive into the interview with my friend grace today I am I'm so excited because today I have a good friend of mine, Grace Wilder, on the podcast. Hey, Grace. Hi. Can you introduce
1: yourself to the audience? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Grace, and I attend SCU at Seacoast, and I'm studying ministerial leadership. I really am passionate about seeing young people just find God and grow in their faith and really, truly discover their purpose and turn out and start loving people, and so um, I'm really passionate about the the young adult age range, and yeah. um, would love to eventually be pastoring the young adult ministry and um, just really seeing them find God and turn that into loving people.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. That's so cool. And today's going to be a special episode because we're going to be talking a little bit more about what is ministry and kind of the difference between gifting and calling because Grace and I both feel called into full-time ministry as a vocation. So we're kind of just going to be having a conversation about that. And the first question I want to ask you, Grace, is at what point in your life did you know you were called into full-time ministry as a vocation?
1: So for me, I'll never forget. I'm a really close friend and mentor of mine and, you know, Nicole Popovich. Mm, Shout out, Nicole. Love you. (laughs) I will never forget. She said, Grace, if there's anything else that you can do, Mm. do it. If there's anything else that you can find yourself or bring yourself to do, do it. Because honestly, like, (laughs) there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into ministry. And if there's anything else that you can do, do it. But if you can't find yourself to do anything else, then you know Mm. that you know that you know. Yeah. and so for me like I really took that in and prayed about it and was like God is there anything else I could do <laughs> and I couldn't like when yeah. I was younger I wanted to be a trauma surgeon or I mm. wanted to be a lawyer yeah always loving and serving people I never saw myself going into ministry until God just really opened up my eyes yeah. and brought it to me in a way that it was only him mm. and so knowing that there's nothing else I could do that I could bring myself to do yeah I knew that I knew that I knew
0: that's awesome what I about you for me it was it was a crazy story because I definitely like I knew I was called but for a while I fought it I fought the calling and I took I know I've talked about on the podcast before but I did a gap year school and it was a nine month program and the leader there Josh Peterson he poured so much into me and he just truly saw the calling that God had on my life and continued to equip me for that and it was just so cool but I remember like even before coming to SEU, like studying ministry like I knew that like I wanted the security of a business degree Mm -hmm. so I was still a business major because I'm now a junior in college so freshman sophomore year like I was double majoring because I really didn't want to let go of that security I was like no 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 like I can keep having the security I can get a good job I can get a good pay with a business degree but for me like the beginning of this year I dropped that and I Kelly our academic advisor here Mm -hmm. like she could see that the moment I got here and she was just so encouraging to me because she knew like the moment I dropped that business degree for me personally I had so much peace because I was fully stepping into what God had for me and it definitely wasn't like an Overnight thing, but I knew God had that calling and I just had to step into it. I had to be obedient to that calling. That's so good. It's so good. I absolutely love it. That's and so I love good. what you said because like it truly is like if you can see yourself doing anything else, do it. Because do it. ministry is a calling. Yeah. But I think we should talk a little bit more like between the difference of gifting, the difference between calling, because as Christians, as believers, we are all called. Yeah. We're all called in the Great Commission yeah. to go out, make disciples, preach the good news. So kind of talk a little bit like what do you think the difference between calling and gifting
1: is. Yeah. Well, um, I'll never forget Christine Kane. She preached mm-hmm. a message um talking about the difference between anointing versus gifting. And um I literally I'm not kidding, I watched that message once a <laughs> week just to like really yeah. like remind myself because some of her message was also talking about it's in the secret place. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading through Matthew. Um I'm trying to read the gospels in a month, but yeah right now I've just kind of been just camping out in Matthew and it's talks so much about the secret place with God mm-hmm. and how it really is about the secret place like when you find those really intimate moments with God that you grow inwardly really so much more than you would outwardly and so but in Christine Kane's message the thing that I like cannot get over I'm just like yes go ahead girl preach it again <laughs> but she always said or she says she says a gift will fill a room a gift will entertain a crowd a gift will stir people up but the Bible says in Isaiah 10 27 that it is the anointing That it is the called that Mm -hmm. breaks yokes and chains and bondages. And the only way that you get a calling or an anointing is through the crushing. But if we have a generation that doesn't want to be crushed but rather paraded, then we will have gifting all around, but no called or no Mm -hmm. anointed people. And I think that that's so true because we all have giftings. Yeah. And though we are all called to ultimately love God and love people, if you're just focusing on your gifting but not on your calling, then you're not really going to be able to really go out and to mm-hmm. bring it to the people. Yeah. And so I thought that that was really powerful. And she was so true. Like when she said that, you know, you receive that calling or that no when you go through the crushing. Mm-hmm. And, I can only think, like, the thing that comes to mind when I, like, when she said that was, like, you take a grape and you make it into wine. Mm. Like, a grape just receives so much more value just by being crushed, you know? And I think that we have to allow God to crush us Mm. in seasons. Like, we have to go through those seasons and allow him to crush us so he can draw out the wine, Mm. you know? Yeah. And I think that, like, for me, realizing that, hey, like— We're all called to love God and love people. Mm -hmm. And you have a gift, but my gift might not be the same as yours. Right. But there's going to be seasons of crushing that I'm going to have to go through to really um, bring about clarity and vision to what is it that I'm gifted in this season. And it could be that there's seasons of life, and I think it is a life lesson ultimately, that like there's seasons in life that I might be good at baking brownies. But you might be called (laughs) to bring brownies to the party. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But it's just really, okay, God, like, What is it that you're calling me to use my gifts in in this season? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because
0: you never, I love that analogy you just used to the brownies because, like, you don't want to step into another position that God has for somebody else. Right. Because you do have certain gifts. God has gifted you with certain gifts for your purpose. Yeah. And I think it was a message like this past weekend at my church, actually, and my pastor was talking about, he was like, those who are called into ministry, those are just Christians. Like, you Mm -hmm. have a special purpose. You are so unique. And I think we don't always step into that we don't realize that yes I am unique because God's made me and he has a unique purpose for me like I don't I can't remember who said it but I heard a speaker say it once she was like if you still have breath in your lungs then God is not done amen that is so so true yeah Yeah. and it's so true and I know because we're both at SCU so we're both at kind of like a ministry school yeah so why was coming to a ministry training type school important for you like how have you grown and what have you learned through that
1: well for me um it was this time last year like Almost on the day on January 23rd is the day that I literally was like, Okay, God, I hear you. Mm. I surrender. <laughs> but for me, I was trying to run from a ministry school. Yeah. Uh, I knew that I was called and that ministry is what I wanted to do. But you know, like when you realize that the enemy hates it and yeah. on comes spiritual warfare. Yeah. But I was in such a cool season. God gave me the opportunity to possibly go to the next level in college to play rugby. And mm. it was just such a fun season of, okay, figuring that out. What could that look like? Yeah. You know, what college do I want to go to? Like figuring, you know, And in my mind, I was like, okay, if I'm going go to go to the next level, then I'm just going to major in communications and mm. come out and go into ministry that way. Yeah. thinking that, okay, like that's a great route. But I knew in the back of my mind and in my heart that really grace, like the best route, like what is the best way for you to go into ministry yeah and in my mind and my heart it was like a ministry training school like go to a place where you're literally going to be trained you're not just going to be taught how to go and communicate with people right 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 you're going to learn that as well But it really is ministry. Like, ministry is so much more than just getting up and preaching a message to people. Or, you know, like, it really is, like, hey, like, let's pastor the hearts and let's pray for the people. And, Mm -hmm. like, let's really go to war for people in our prayer rooms, you know, in our war rooms. Or just really, like, it's just so much more than what I thought it was, Mm -hmm. but in the best way. And so coming to a ministry training school... It really has been the biggest gift and the mm. biggest blessing. At SU, like here at Seacoast, I love that it's not as big yeah. as it probably one day will be. I, I'm so grateful to God that we get it in this season mm-hmm. because we get to learn from some of the most wisest people. For sure. Yeah. At one of, like, the best places on earth. And I'm so grateful to God for that. And so going to a ministry tra- training school is very, very, like, not what I was thinking I was going to do. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a total God thing, and I'm so grateful that... Yeah. stepped and followed him yeah. into it, uh, you know? Yeah,
0: that's so cool.
1: What about you? What was your...
0: Yeah, for me, it was a crazy story actually about how I ended up at SCUC Coast because I was living in Greenville, South Carolina, and <laughs> Charleston my home, so in no way did I ever think I would be called to come back home. So I was looking at literally every other college in Greenville, South Carolina as well as in North Carolina. Like, I just had zero intentions, and I had graduated from the Scaffier School, and it was literally May, and I was supposed to start my junior year year of high school and high school Mm -hmm. college I was supposed to start college in August and it was May and I remember coming back home and I toured here I met Kelly for the first time which was the academic advisor and meeting her and coming here like I just knew there was something about it but I was still fighting it Mm -hmm. I never thought I would go to a ministry school I knew I was like at that point I did know I was called but I was still holding on to that business degree yeah but Kelly was like well we do offer like business if you want so that's what I came here as. like I did come here with business and ministry but stepping in here and I think for me specifically being in a community of everyone here is studying yeah. to go into ministry yeah everyone here whether that's worship whether that's full-time pastoring whether that's just going into some form of ministry yeah. like everyone here is seeking after that and that's so such good. a community to be around mm-hmm. and yeah. for me like it's so like you were saying it's so much more than just our classes because yeah. like our classes some are taught in person some are taught live some right. are, like some are online yeah um but it's the community here that like really builds it together mm-hmm. I think. So the community like is like no other. Mm-hmm. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, everyone here is to love one another. Yeah. And it's just we're all pursuing after God and I think that's so
1: beautiful. Yeah. And what I love, I just love it that literally because we all are really truly seeking God and all that we have, it is cool like when we share with each other like what is on our heart. Yeah. And it literally would be the same thing. And you're like, yeah. no, yeah. God is speaking the same thing to me. Um and just to really like be in in that season and just to grow together mm, you know yeah. to sh- as iron sharpens iron right iron, yeah. I cannot say iron. <laughs> um, yeah but so we're sharpening each other and we have just kelly like she mm-hmm. is a total godsend and amazing sure. and stewarding the whole thing
0: yeah because it's so cool like i know for me and for you like we're both like we're pretty much in ministry now like not only are we just studying it we're living it and
1: i love like it's one of those things it's like at the degree you allow god to do work in you is the degree at which he will work Mm -hmm. through you and it's one of those things it's like you don't have to wait yeah like and yesterday um at student conference we got to speak on a panel and there's this really sweet girl she came up after and she realized that she was called a ministry Mm -hmm. and she was asking you know she's in high school freshman high school school and I it just kind of came out but I was like girl you are in the best place yeah. right now to minister to high school being yeah. like the high school kids like you are in it mm-hmm. like I I wish I could go back oh, really? and be yeah. in high school again and, <laughs> yeah like that was a year ago but I wish I could go back you know <laughs> yeah. and yeah. really like just be the light mm-hmm. and love people more than I did and I mean you were in the best Training yeah. grounds for ministry in high yeah. school. Yeah. And so, but it really is that the degree that you allow God to work in you is the degree he will work that's through so you. Good. And yeah. I think that's something that I've been learning, like, in the season of life that I'm in. I, mm. I just keep on, like, getting, like, the picture of me just on my face before the Lord. Yeah. of just letting him work in me. Yeah. Because, you know, it was like Brandon Cormier. He mm-hmm. came and spoke at mm-hmm. the conference, at the student conference this weekend at Seacoast. And the thing that he said is he said, God would rather have the whole you in private rather than the half of you in public. Yeah. And, like, it's so true. Like, God just wants all of you. And so often, I think in the Christian culture, mm-hmm. it can be so easy to get, you know, tied yeah. in or tied up yeah. into just giving half of yourself to the people. Yeah. But not all of yourself to God. For sure. And so, I really do think that, like, in ministry, you have to allow God to work in you. Yeah. And at that degree, He will work through you. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's so cool what yeah. all that's happened
0: yeah because I think one of the biggest lessons like I'm already learning like going into ministry being in ministry is like the fact of honesty like yeah. being so honest with the people that you're working with and mm-hmm. just being real transparent because ministry is hard and mm-hmm. I think especially at least for me like before I was studying to go into ministry and before I was doing ministry myself I thought ministry was this perfect thing Right. because sometimes people don't talk about the difficulties so and true. we see people in ministry like severely struggling mm-hmm. with whether that's mental illness Like, recently we've seen pastors, as heartbreaking as it is, because they're so lonely, because they feel Mm. like they can't be transparent, and I think that's why the conversation needs to be started. Like, ministry is a blessing. Ministry is such a blessing, but you have to have that community around you. Yeah. You have to have your tribe. You have to be on your face before the Lord, because you are dealing with hard stuff, and I know, like, for me, like, I've done one episode on it, but, like, prison ministry. Mm. It's hard. It's (laughs) not easy. (laughs) You are dealing with story after story of just brokenness because we live in a fallen world, but the most beautiful thing is as messengers of the gospel, we're able to bring that hope. Mm -hmm. Like, we literally Mm -hmm. have a message of life.
1: And we get to yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We have a message of life, and sometimes we're afraid to share that message, and I think we can't share it enough. Mm -hmm. We literally can't share it enough. And it's just, it's one of the most beautiful things. So, kind of like, the next question I want to ask you is, how have people around you, like your mentors, your youth pastors, or your family, kind of confirmed or encouraged you on your ministry journey?
1: So for me, I feel like people kind of called it out of me, mm. if that makes sense. For me... You know, I really, uh, freshman year of high school, I was doing mock trial and yeah. my team we went to international competition, did really good. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be a lawyer. Like, <laughs> nice. I'm sassy. I love to, like, I will get my my attitude. attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it really was. It was like, I had my mind set on yeah. something and God totally flipped that upside mm. down and used my mentors. Like, I told uh, people yesterday in the panel that, hey, God has blessed me with a tribe of people who love me. And I'm so grateful. And I pray that I never take that for granted. (laughs) But I pray that, like, I never take the people, like, my mentors and my parents and my pastors Mm. for granted. Because they are so good at loving God and loving people and loving me right where I'm at. Even in my most, like, lowest lows. Mm. Like, they are right there. And um, the thing that I think that I had to learn. Is that my mentors, my pastors, my family, they're there. Mm-hmm. But I have to go to them. Yeah. Like they're waiting for me to go to them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the way that they really affirmed me was by calling it out of me by saying, Hey, like we see this in you. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's one of those things like with strength finders, like the strength finders test that mm-hmm. we took yeah. um at our first semester. I mean, I always focus on my own weaknesses. I'm mm-hmm. myself the biggest critic, but being and given my three. strength and <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) But it's true, like, I just criticize myself, and so when they called this, you know, just this gift out of me, I was like, okay... Mm -hmm. I didn't see that you know and so I think it is kind of like what you are saying of having community like do you have people in your life who are going to call not just the bad things but the good things Mm -hmm. out of you Mm -hmm. you know like are you around people who aren't going to compare and become jealous but instead are they going to encourage you and affirm what God is doing in your life because I do think that we have come to a place I mean we are in a fallen world
0: we are and
1: it's full of people who want and wish the best for themselves but not for others Mm. but in reality of it is like, are you mm-hmm. going to love God and love people? And when you yeah. love people, wish the best for them and yeah. affirm the best in them. You yeah. know. And so for me, I think it has just been God. Just it's an only God thing that yeah. I just somehow <laughs> fell to the lap of some people who genuinely love God and love their mm. and love His people yeah. so well.
0: That's so good.
1: What about you? Like, who in yeah. your life has really encouraged or discouraged or yeah. whatever yeah. it is you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Mr. laughs> I think for me, just like you said, like God has placed the exact people I needed and when I needed them. And for me, my youth pastor, he was huge in that because all throughout, I was in the same youth group from sixth to twelfth grade and he was always pouring into me. He always saw that leader role in me even when I didn't see it. So he was always encouraging me, always stepping up and just truly like allowing me to step into that role. Like he would throw me into leadership because that I probably was not qualified or ready for, but he was like, I see this in you and I want to help with you in that and like now like I still work with the same youth group being able to speak every other week and things like that like it's so cool seeing like that one person that God used my youth pastor equipping me for that and not only him but like my parents have also been a huge huge help in just like the personal aspect of it like it is difficult and I know that gap year school I went as well like all the staff that's there because a lot of the students going there like they are looking to go into ministry or they're searching about Christianity in general like a lot of our classes were theology based. Mm -hmm. so I had some of the best professors I had some of the best just mentors and every single one of them like there was a mission trip we took to Costa Rica and I remember one of the conversations I had with one of the staff and he was truly telling me he was like when you get home you have things to do like get to work Um, because there is work to be done and I know like the harvest is plentiful but the work like the workers are few and there's so much to do and that can sometimes be overwhelming don't get me wrong like seeing all the brokenness whenever I enter into the prison. Like, I truly have to pray before I go in because I see so much brokenness and I see the hurt, but I have to step in with that hope. Like, I can't be overwhelmed by the brokenness because if all you see is the brokenness, that's all you're going to see. But you have to see that there's hope to step in and there's hope to speak into that brokenness. Right. So, for me, God truly used like so many different people. And one of the coolest stories was like when I moved back, like I was talking about earlier, when I moved back to Charleston, like, even though this was my hometown, every friend I had had truly already left, whether that was for college or they had moved away so I really did not have anybody moving back to my hometown which is such a weird feeling Yeah. Um. so it was a season like summer and even going into August was like a season of loneliness because mm-hmm. I was trying to find my place I was trying to find why God had called me back home because for so long for so many reasons like I never thought I would be back in Charleston Yeah. and through the months I mean it's January now but like through the months of like August and December God continued to bless me with community like mm-hmm. so many like friends at CSU friends at my church like just community that had grown friends at SU. Like the community that he surrounded me with, I never would have gotten somewhere else. Yeah. And it was just so cool being able to see that now of like, even though I was kind of dragging my feet a little bit about coming back, like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else mm-hmm. right now, at least for this season of my life, because I've met so many great people. I'm stepping so into new good. relationships, stepping into new friendships, and just with such peace about all of it. Yeah. And it's knowing that he's in control, really. Like, it's mm-hmm. knowing that, like, even when I was dragging my feet, he was preparing me. That's he was preparing so good. me every step of the way.
1: Come on. Yeah.
0: So I just, I definitely like I love SCU and the community here and any ministry school like because you're doing it practically day to day Mm -hmm. like it's not Mm -hmm. just you're not just going to your classes like they encourage you like here we have practicum like internships and we're actually like we're doing it full time we're stepping into it we're getting more mentors within this community so kind of what is your practicum what is your internship yeah so my
1: practicum I'm doing it with the dream team which is our volunteer base at Seacoast and our young adult ministry and so um, I lead the dream team at our college 20s mm-hmm. ministry and uh, that is just such an honor just to get to um, see people who love God and are taking that love to go and love people yeah. and it's just so cool just to see a girl and people show up excited to serve mm-hmm. and love his people and so um, I get to sit under the leadership of Nicole Papadich, and yeah. she is just so wise and so just gifted mm-hmm. in this area of loving God and taking that love to go and love people yeah. and so um, I get to uh, lead the dream team at College in 20s of just awesome. helping build that roster and not and it's more than just a roster but yeah. just building the the base of the people yeah. and helping grow that because mm-hmm. it really is like I believe that like the harvest is abundant yeah. and the workers may be few but the harvest is abundant yeah. you know yeah. and like we have an abundant harvest so we have to go like we have yeah. to get to work and yeah. um it really is ministry full-time yeah. <laughs> like I get to meet with yeah. girls um, and get to sit across the table and encourage them right. and yeah. love on them yeah. and see them yeah. like okay you may be in a low season, but I want to remind you that God loves you and he sees mm. you. And so I think, I mean, it really is jumping into ministry full-time, which yeah. I love that we get the opportunity right. to do that. While in school. Um, while in school. <laughs> yeah. But another thing that recently, um, Nicole encouraged me, like really encouraged me to do is to take a Sabbath and to mm. honor a Sabbath. And you know, in ministry, the weekend is not your Sabbath. Yeah. You're on full-time <laughs> on the weekend. And so, um, I'm starting to honor the Sabbath every Friday. That's and awesome. I don't really have anything on the calendar yeah. and I just kind of wake up and, okay, follow I'm to yeah. need a friend for coffee, I will. But if I want to stay in bed, if I want to go to the beach if I want to read a book if I don't read a book if I want to watch Netflix all day yeah. I will you know but <laughs> it really is so like just yeah. having that and honoring that and of course getting time in with the Lord as well but really resting mm-hmm. and not working to rest but yeah. working from a place of rest yeah. you know like working from rest yeah. so, oh, that's, so um, that's my practicum and it's pretty yeah. awesome but what is your practicum like I What do you do yeah
0: so this semester which is pretty cool my job is actually my practicum I know <laughs> Okay, get paid it's very <perfect. laughs>
1: Um, we don't want to pay back come come on Jesus I know ministry in case you didn't know you don't
0: get paid well but when you get paid you praise that Jesus that's so good that's
1: so good but
0: for me Mac Lake I'm working with Mac Lake this semester and he has his own business and company called Multiply Group and he literally his whole mission is to build healthier churches to build a church plant and to lead leaders like equip people to be leaders he's like leaders make leaders just like disciples make disciples so so the amount of wisdom this guy has is so amazing so it's not only like it's a mentorship it's a job and now it's my practicum and internship like it's just so
1: cool. all these
0: things combined and it's really a blessing of how the interview like even happened the opportunity that I got to step into this role right. of learning about church planning so learning cool. it's so cool and being able to truly like you said like live in that ministry mm. life and mm. be able to sit across from people like he's equipping me to be able to sit across from somebody and be like hey like let's focus on leading let's focus on discipling Let's focus on, like, everything that the Lord has. Like, it's so cool, the amount of wisdom he has. The books he's written, like, definitely check him out. Like, if you're in ministry, he's awesome. And I think, like, my next question for you would be, like, what are some of your, like, and I know this can be scary to say, but what are some of your, like, God-sized dreams? Like, what do
1: you think God is taking you to in the next season? Yeah, it's crazy because that has been asked of me a lot recently. People Mm -hmm. are like, what are your dreams for life? Like, what do you want to do? And I've had to really, like, okay, God, I don't want to say something and that sound, like, a little prideful you know mm-hmm. yeah. like I really want to walk into it humbly with humility um, in all things yeah. and really know that it's not me it's him but ultimately yeah. my dream for life is to write books and travel and speak and encourage yeah. and equip people to love God and love mm. people
0: that's okay. that
1: is my ultimate dream and do I know how that's going to happen no but my hands are open <laughs> yes. to whatever it yes. is that God wants yeah. to do and so um this year my word of the year is discipline mm, and I want to grow in discipline in every area of my life and let these disciplines I am inhabiting be a foundation that I can lay on for the rest of my life and part of that is letting my yeses be my yeses and my noes be my noes but saying yes to opportunities that God is laying in front of me because you never know what a yes in obedience will lead to in the long run so for me I'm just saying okay God I know that delayed obedience is ultimately disobedience so Mm -hmm. just saying yes and walking in obedience to whatever it is that he's calling me to in the seasons Mm -hmm. that I am with my hands wide open yeah Uh, because I know like okay eventually that's what I wanna be doing and I don't I don't believe that God's gonna give you dreams in your heart that won't come to pass mm. if you're falling you know but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like why would he give you like these big God sized dreams mm-hmm. that he wouldn't day. bring it to yeah. fruition and so um, I'm just believing that, okay, God, whatever it is that you're calling me to say yes to, I'm going to say yes to. Yeah. <laughs> but it also is growing point into to saying no to things that you know that you're not, you know, called to right. do in that yeah, season. Absolutely. And that kind of goes back to the gifting and the calling. Yeah. That's but so what good. about for you? What are your God's assumptions? <laughs> what do you want to do?
0: Yeah, I definitely, just like you said, like I'm completely open to what God is going to do in my life. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. Like it can be scary to kind of say, like, this is where I think God's leading. But that's all we're saying is like we think this is where God's yeah. leading us. And for me, like, I definitely, like, this is something new and exciting. But, like, my passion for prison ministry, I know God's given me that for a purpose. And my passion for the church. And it's something he's really been planting in my heart recently. Just like you said, like, I think he is truly giving me this, like, idea of what could happen one day. And this idea and this passion is having a church inside of the prison. Come on. And I just, I see it and I don't know how it would happen. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Because the legalities, like, it would be hard. But I know if it's something God wants, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And whatever that's going to look like, whether that like my ultimate dream would be to help with either my husband or somebody else help plan a church outside of the prison, but also have a campus inside of the prison. Yeah. And I think like prisoners are forgotten about Mm -hmm. a lot of times and they don't have a church. They don't have a community. And the biggest heart behind it is like once they get out, because they do get out most of the time, like that's what people don't realize, like they're coming back into society Mm -hmm. and we're not helping them. We're not equipping them. But when they get out, I want them to have a church they can call home. That's so good. a church that is already they've already been involved with it's the same it's the same worship team it's the same message it. the same community and I don't know so I definitely like I do have a passion for speaking mm. and for the young generation as well so definitely seeing where God's going to lead but I definitely love speaking but I absolutely see hopefully one day a, a church on. in the prison and I think that would be something God would only do and yeah. he's definitely like even putting people into my lives now that like possibly that could come to fruition with so right. it's just super exciting because that's nothing <laughs> nice. I ever thought would happen so cool. and and yeah so that's my god-sized dream and it's scary but like it's also exciting yeah. because i know i'm like taking steps to get there like even my yeah. new job now like being able to learn about church planning like
1: it's what so <laughs> um you know it i think so it's cool it is so cool and i think and you just said it's scary but it's exciting honestly if it wasn't scary i would say that you're not dreaming big enough mm. you know what i'm saying because <laughs> yeah like god is so much bigger than our dreams yes. than what we think yeah. and you know like yeah let it scare you yeah you know like let it yeah. scare you yeah. that's Awesome. That's awesome I love it so
0: if you could give one piece of advice to somebody to cultivate change within their own communities what would it be
1: it starts with you yeah it starts with me if I want to see change in my community it starts with me mm. it starts with me cultivating that change for myself yeah you know like the uh, like I said a little bit ago, the degree that you allow God to work in you is the degree at which he will work through you mm. so if you want to see change in your community you have to let it start with you yeah and that's for whatever season of life that you're in you could be yeah. in high school you could be retired you could yeah. be in the middle in your 30s working hard grinding yeah. Yeah. but you ha- it has to start with you for and it sure. really does like are you allowing God to really get in there and you know what ministry you don't have to be pastor at a church to be a ministry Yeah. like are are you yeah. loving God are you loving people yeah. you know yeah. and it starts with you and when you love people from the love that you have for God mm-hmm. They're going to see it, and they're mm-hmm. going to notice it, and they're going to ask you questions, and that's yeah. the thing about <laughs> conversations that are so life-giving,
0: mm-hmm. you yeah. know?
1: And so, my piece of advice to cultivate change within your community is that it starts with you. Yeah. Like, you want to see change, be the change. Yeah. Change yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever sure. it is that you want to see the change in, it starts with you taking initiative and starting yeah. it.
0: And what are some, like, practical steps somebody could do to, like, first, like you said, I think it is, like, cultivating change within your own life. Yeah. Before you can cultivate change in somebody else's 100%. life. So what are some, like, practical steps you could
1: do? So I think that some practical steps that you can do is are you getting in the Word yeah. daily with the Lord? Are, are, are you in conversation with God? Are you mm-hmm. setting aside time, making time? I mean, we yeah. have so much time in our day. And yeah. so often we throw out the excuse whether it's to work out or even read your Bible. Like, I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't make time. Yeah. You had time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I think it's we all kind of have twenty four hours. <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. And so I think practical steps, are you feeding your body spiritually?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like, you
1: have to eat to survive, right? Yeah. Are you feeding your body spiritually? Yeah. Are you feeding your body physically? Are you feeding mm. your body emotionally, mentally? Yeah. Like, you have to make sure that you are fed so that when you're pouring out, you're not going to run empty. Yeah. And I think it really is, are you loving people from a place of overflow? Mm, that's
0: so Because amazing. this is
1: something that I felt like, Lord, put on my heart a few months ago is that so often we say, God, pour me out, pour me out. But I really think that the prayer should be changed to, God, fill me up and overflow my cup. Because if we're asking him to pour me out, then you're asking to run dry, in a sense, you know? Yeah. But if you say, God, fill me up to a place of overflow, just overflow my cup, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy because when you love from a place of overflow, somehow it just overflows even more, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's so And so it starts with you, practical steps. Are you getting in time with God? Are you in his word? Mm -hmm. Are you... Loving God and loving people right where you are. Yeah. If you're in high school. I would say step out in boldness and share. Just encourage people. Yeah. Like you don't even have to say it's from the Bible. Like you could literally say, "For God to so love the world, He gave His only Son.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to die
1: for you because He loves you. Mm-hmm. You know." Mm-hmm and it's just one of those things it's stepping out where you are.
0: Absolutely I really love that and I think you said like an important thing and the other question as well is like kind of the difference, the difference between ministry as a vocation but then the difference of every single Christian you're called into ministry, you're called to preach the good news so like I think sometimes that's forgotten in the church and the Mm -hmm. Christian circle is like even those like yes Grace and I might be called to full time ministry as a vocation but like every single believer is called to preach the good news, Just not just the pastors like every sure. single one of us so what is kind of like your take on that like do you think there is a difference between ministry as a vocation and ministry as a believer
1: um i think that we're all are called to ministry yeah just like what you're saying mine may be more full-time and i might you know take sacrifice by doing it full-time yeah. <laughs> you know but it really is like the biggest gift and you know what someone could be in the corporate world mm. and could be for all we know leading people to christ yeah. just by loving god and loving people yeah and um or in the prison yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah you know as a guard or you mm-hmm. know whatever it is you're running a nonprofit yeah. like I think of um I'm on the war of a nonprofit here in Charleston called hope to home and mm-hmm. um, our president Tom he was in a corporate world and now he's leading a nonprofit wow. and it's not even a christian-based nonprofit though the people who lead it are Christians yeah. and believers but it really is like going out and serving those in need and yeah. loving people yeah you know yeah. and so I do think that honestly like we're all here on the ministry field yes. like we can't do yes. what we do if it was for the people out <laughs> doing what they're doing yes. you know yeah. um and we're on the same team, we're all on the same team, and we're, <laughs> team. And we're yeah. not like I, I'm not better, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Yes. I'm just <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. just stepping where God's going to step. Yeah. I love the analogy of when God parted the, the Red Sea for yeah. Moses, Moses so yeah. stepped into the water, and out of that yeah. obedience of stepping into the water, the seas parted. Yeah, and I think it's just stepping into the water, you have mm-hmm. to trust God, you have to step into the water wherever you are.
0: Yeah, and that's so good because God is going to use you wherever you are, yeah. whatever job you're at. God, like that your mission field whether you're in high school whether you're in full-time college like your college your campus is your ministry field yeah and no matter what job like you can be used there like Mm -hmm. god is going to use you there because you're there for a reason like god knows you're there (laughs) god put you there for a reason Mm -hmm. and i love how you said like everywhere is a mission field everywhere this world is a mission field and that's so good and i loved having this conversation with you today about ministry yeah so So thank you so much for coming on grace Love you. I hope y'all enjoyed that interview and just hearing from our special guest, Grace Wilder. And you can make sure to follow her along on her journey in ministry and just everything she's learning on both Facebook and Instagram. And I will link her social media handles in the show notes below as well for easy access. So I hope you guys learned something. And if you have any questions about ministry, whether you feel called into ministry or maybe you're not sure, feel free to email me at cultivatingchangepodcast at gmail.com or or you can message us on the facebook or the instagram page as well which is just cultivating change podcast and now that we've gotten that out of the way let's talk about a few things i am loving right now these are a few of my favorites a few things I am loving right now would be this movie I just saw called Just Mercy. Y'all, I don't go to the movies often. I really don't, A, because it's crazy expensive, B, because I just don't have time, but I have been waiting for the release of this movie since like December or maybe even November. Like I have been anticipating this movie and it just came out in the theaters like a couple weeks ago and it is still out in the theater, so I cannot recommend it enough. I literally can't. So go and see it, Seriously. Obviously. This movie is focused on the broken and corrupt criminal justice system that we have in America, as well as our prison system. And it focuses specifically on death row, death row sentencing, death row trials, and also racism. So, this movie is based on a true story and it follows the story of two men. One is a lawyer who works to get those that are on death row a fair trial if they haven't had one. And then the other man that it's focused on is the man on death row. And the two actors is Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. Both terrific actors. Like, the acting in this movie was genuine, real, powerful. They both did a really great job. It is just so thought-provoking and so, so powerful. I cried several times in the film and I don't cry very often for those of you that do know me. So, if that does not convince you that you need to go and see this movie, I don't know what will, but I just highly recommend it. And another thing I am loving right now is the song King of Glory by passion. It is a great worship song that I've just been listening to a lot lately, and it has really great lyrics too. So that would be a couple things I'm loving right now and a couple recommendations for y'all. But thank you so much for listening to this week's episode at Cultivating Change. Make sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple because it truly helps me out with not only improving this podcast, but it also helps with the algorithm and allowing others to find this podcast as well. So if you could just leave a rate and a review, that would mean so much to me. But thank you for all of your support. And I hope you will continue to share this podcast with all of your family and friends and I'm going to wrap up this episode with a quote by Mac Lake and he is just a great man in ministry and church planning and a great resource to have and one of his quotes that he said the other day, he said, to lead from a place of overflow, you have to live from practice of intake. I'm going to say that again. To lead from a place of overflow, you have to live from a practice of intake and I think this is just really powerful. Especially this whole episode was about ministry and taking this quote in ministry, like you have to lead. Like if you're in a leadership role, like we are called to lead from this place of overflow. And if we're not being filled, or if we're not filled and we don't have stuff to give, like we have to be filled. And the only way we can be filled is by a practice of intake. And that's through God's word, that's through mentorship, that's through the body of the church. And it's just, it's powerful. It's really, really powerful because you can't lead and you can't lead others if you first like are not being fulfilled and are fulfilled, like you have to lead from a place of overflow. And that's so, so true in ministry. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Talk to y'all next week.